I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. If you are listening to this episode when it goes live, it is December 16th, 2020. And just on Monday, December 14th, we had a new moon. So I just wanted to take some time today and wish you a very happy new moon. Now, if you are just learning about astrology and the cycles of the moon, it is important to know that the new moon is the perfect time for intention setting. And this is actually the last new moon of 2020. So this is really a great time to sit down, reflect on the year of 2020, And I acknowledge that it hasn't been the best year for the majority of people. So you can just take some time to reflect on the past year and set some intentions for yourself, for your life moving forward in this next lunar cycle, but also the next year. And if one of your intentions is to learn how to love yourself or do self-healing work or truly recover from eating disorders, body image issues, or hypothalamic amenorrhea, I just want to remind you that I do have a 12-week small group coaching program And this is exactly what I work on with my clients inside Back Home To You. A new group of Back Home To You starts every month and I accept three new women into each of these groups. So we will have a new group starting in January, but if you don't get into the January group, there's always a new group starting the next month. So if you're just learning about Back Home To You for the first time today, or maybe you want to read more about it, you can just go to megdahl.com slash backhometoyou. You can read more about my program. You can read what my clients have to say about their experiences inside Back Home To You. And I also have a option there for you to Click a button and book your free discovery call with me to make sure this program is the perfect fit for you. Okay, now I want to introduce our guest for the day. Today I am joined by the serial entrepreneur, Orletha Smith. So I actually wanted to have Orletha on specifically to talk about her brand new company, Sip Herbals. She created a coffee substitute, which is made with just three simple ingredients, chicory, dandelion, and carob. 
This coffee substitute is completely free from caffeine, gluten, sugar, dairy, and wheat. So it's just the good stuff, just those three simple ingredients, chicory, dandelion, and carob. And I really wanted to have her on the show today to talk about her new company and why she created this coffee substitute. I personally can't tolerate coffee. I feel like I get the flu every single time I have even a little bit of coffee. So when I first heard about Sip Herbals, I was really excited and wanted Orletha on the show right away to talk all about this coffee substitute. But then we started talking about the Enneagram and human design. And then I find out that she teaches about the five love languages. So of course, I had to dive into the five love languages and learn all about the different ways we show love and require love. So I'm big on human design and the Enneagram for getting to know yourself better for the self-acceptance piece. And I talk more about that in the show today, but I really do feel like the five love languages falls into that area as well. When you know how you need to be loved and how you show love, you can understand yourself better. And this is key for self-acceptance. We do tons of self-acceptance work inside Back Home to You. So as I mentioned, Orletha and I do talk a little bit about the Enneagram and Human Design, and I promised her that I would let you all know her human design type because she didn't know it at the time of this recording, but she is a splenic projector. So her and I both have splenic authority, I'm a manifester and she's a projector, which makes so much sense. I love that. So just a reminder before we hop over to my conversation with Orletha, take a screenshot of you listening to today's episode, post it to your Instagram stories, and you can tag me at I am Meg Dahl, and you can also tag Orletha, and her handle is actually just her name, which I find absolutely incredible. And this is how you spell it. O-R-L-E-A-T-H-A. So you can tag us both, post it to your Instagram stories. We'd love to see who's listening to us today. See you next week, friends. Hello, Orletha. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you on. I am so grateful to be here. Thanks for asking me. I've been excited to get on your show and talk to you in person. You have great energy, so it's really great to plug in. Well, you have the best smile, so (laughs) I know I I already shared that with you before we were recording, but it's true. You literally have the best smile. It just like lights up your whole face and it makes me so happy. Thank you so much. I love smiling. I know lots of people are like, oh, smiling is, you know, and I'm like, I like it. It makes me happy. I'm like Elf, you know, the movie Elf when he's like, smiling's my favorite. (laughs) It's like, yes. That is me. (laughs) I definitely know Elf. Such a good movie. I watch that every year around this time. I do. I do too. 
Oh, so good. So I gave you a little bit of an intro before we jumped over to our conversation, but why don't you introduce yourself to everyone and let them know who you are? Sure, no problem. I am Orletha Smith. Um, I am a mom of two, but a digital entrepreneur, and I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur um, because I just like doing it. I'm crazy like that. Um, And our latest baby is Sip Herbal um, Coffee Substitute. And I actually just finished my cup here. It's just so funny. (laughs) I have a cup every morning. Um, And I have been in health and wellness for the last 10 years, actually probably a little bit longer, super interested in in, um, people's individuality and we're all different and what we need is not what some guru always tells you sometimes it's something different right oh my gosh yes (laughs) totally yeah so first of all I have to ask because we do talk about human design here on the podcast a bunch do you know you're a human design type I don't actually. (gasps) Okay, we have to find this out and reconnect about this because I'm just really curious with having you say that you're a serial entrepreneur and you just love creating all these different things. It would be so cool to know what you're so now I'm going to find that out because I am always about how we're all different. I think I shared with you that. I am um, Covey certified, but I'm also certified in the seven, or the not the seven habits, the five love languages. And so I like to see like Enneagrams and things like that, just to see how people are different and how we can best communicate and understand what someone else needs because we get so caught up in, well, I didn't mean it that way, as opposed to, well, how is that person receiving this? Yes. And how can I make that message be received even better? You know, it's my responsibility instead of being so irresponsible and eh, whatever, they just have to deal with it. It's just me. You know, it's more like I really care enough to deliver this message with care. And so since there's care on it, you know, how can I make sure that they get it? So it would really be really interesting. What's that called? It's called the human design. I'm going to look at Human design. Yeah. I actually have multiple episodes about human design. There's five different types of energy types and it would just be really cool to know what type you are. So maybe I'll include that in the intro once <laughs> we discover your type. Because well, I'm totally going to find out. I'm going to find out because I like I love to look at that. Like what are different people? Just how we are all different. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's actually based off of your time of birth. Hmm. Yeah, so kind of like the um, your natal chart. Exactly. Exactly. It's just kind of a different way of looking at it. And it's so cool. So yes, I will after we're done this podcast episode, I'll just send you all the links so you can discover your human design type. But you did bring up the Enneagram. So what's your Enneagram type then? I am sort of a mix of numbers. Um, I was just talking to my friend Tammy. And she has twins, right? And her twins are different, completely, completely different. And she was like, I can't believe that they are that different. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're all different people, right? (laughs) So so, um, I said all that to say that um, the last test that I took, um, I was sort of, I think I took it sort of thinking of work 
and businesses because I was more of a one where I'm not really a perfectionist in real life, right? Right. I'm not, I'm just not, it's just not who I am. I'm more romantic. I'm more of like a, I think that was a four. That's a four. That's the type that I am. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm more of a romantic and, and that's more where I, I sort of, I like to feel and I like rose colored glasses and I like everybody to be happy. That's more me. Um, But at work, I'm more of a one and a two, like a perfectionist and an advisor. Like you have to do more of these, like it needs to be like this and here's how you should do it. You know, just very supportive, um, but more of a, this is, this is how it needs to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of where tri types come in and I'm going to have my friend Christy Fountain on the show to talk more about tri types and how maybe if you are a type four, so basically there's three different types of um, areas in the body where the different Enneagram types lie. So there's like the head triad and then the body triad and then the heart triad. And so we each have a dominant type in those triads. So that's why you know, you can have, um, a lot of four energy, but also a lot of five or a lot of one energy because they actually fall into different triads. And it's probably situational, right? Because, you know, at home and with my children, I'm not, not going to do, it's definitely more of the nurturing, right? More of, of, and less of the perfectionist, although it is still there. Um, but so I think it just really depends on the situation, the people that you're interacting with, like I said, each message needs to be curated for that that receiver to me. Um, a lot of people are like, oh no, that's just how I am. And it really is how you are, um, but you have control over how you deliver messages. And Definitely. Um, and by messages, I mean anything. Even when people are like, oh, I'm speaking my truth. That is your truth. Um, let's tailor it to the receiver. You know, sometimes people are just not gonna receive it in the way that you package it. And that doesn't mean that it's not your truth. It doesn't mean that if I take this piece of bread and I put it in a gold box, it's any different than if I put it in a Ziploc bag. It's still the same piece of bread. It's just the way that you need to deliver it. And so, you know, I think when we, when some people get so caught up in these just frameworks of whether it's an Enneagram or whether it's, you know, whatever their astrology chart, whatever it is, they get said, oh, that's just who I am. But it's all about nuances and we're all different and how we can make those things that we have, these wonderful, beautiful gifts um, received well, you know? Definitely. Yeah, I love human design and the Enneagram, but not to use it in a way to like put ourselves in a box, but just to learn more about ourselves. And I actually have a group coaching program and there's bonus modules inside the program on human design and the Enneagram, but it's part of the self-acceptance aspect of the course. So we can get to know ourselves better so we can understand ourselves and therefore love ourselves. Right. That makes a lot, a lot of sense because if you don't know yourself, then who else knows you? And, you know, when people get into relationships, um, like I said, I do teach the five love languages. And I also teach the seven habits of highly effective marriages because I've been married for 18 years now, um, 
happily than not just there because it's, you know, convenient. Um, but <laughs> I tell people in these relationships, when you are in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever type of relation, even just friends, best friends, communication is key. But what's more important is knowing yourself and loving yourself and accepting yourself and giving yourself that stamp of approval. Because if you're looking for it outside and you haven't given it to yourself, you're going to end up making a lot of poor choices, um, doing a lot of things that you might not have done if you um, were in a different mindset, if you were in a different place, saying a lot of things, accepting a lot of things. And, you know, it's just, you don't have to. If you love yourself, if you accept yourself, if you're like, yep, I'm fine. I'm okay in and of myself, then you, you, you have a lot more to give, honestly, you know, oh, I just want to, just want to be, I don't want to be alone, dude. I love myself. I am hilarious. Let me just tell you, I crack myself up all the time. Same. You know? <laughs> I love being with me. Um, and I think that's what makes other people love being with you. you yeah, know? definitely. Okay. So I love this conversation and we kind of talked about human design, a little bit about Enneagram. And I'm just going to say now that I have you on the show and you teach about the five love languages, can we dive into that and talk more about that? Yeah, totally. We can always, always, always talk about the five love languages and, I think that once we understand how people need to be loved, um, actually how you need to be loved. Some people don't even know how they need to be loved themselves. They take these, they take this assessment and they're like, well, no, I don't care about gifts. Well, apparently you do, you like gifts. Well, no, I like when people do acts of certain, no, you like things given to you, you know? <laughs> and so people don't get that, um, acceptance of themselves, what they need. And so it's really hard to get that from somebody else. You don't even know what you need. How can you possibly expect somebody else to give you what you need when you're not even aware? And then once we start with self-awareness, because what I do is I tie in a lot of the seven habits um, because the seven habits, the first three habits are to look inside. You have to look inside. You have to go internal first before you can go external. And so I mix those two in saying, okay, we're going to look at our own love language. Then we can go outside and say, okay, what love language does my, my friend or my partner or whoever need? Okay. You know? So we need to know ours first, have that self-awareness of you what definitely. ours is. And mm -hmm. then we can look at the people around us. Amazing. Yes. And, and it also helps you to understand how to communicate. So let's say that your partner and you know you need words of affirmation, but your partner needs physical touch, right? And you don't get your words of affirmation, so you don't feel comfortable touching. So, and you haven't taken the time to say, okay, I need words of affirmation. I'm a big words of affirmation person, Same. by the way. That's yeah, <laughs> totally me. That's like, like my uh, first one. Mine is, is like tied between words of affirmation and physical touch, which is why I bring those two up because That's mine too. I love to be touched. Just touch me, right? <laughs> Same. Me. It's like Kiss I don't me. need to I don't even need to spend that much time with you, but just like mm -mm. touch me and hold me and give mm -hmm. me those hugs and kiss me and yes. like then you can go and I'm yeah. totally fine. Okay, bye. Yeah. 
and like no <laughs> gifts. Like I do not need I don't want gifts. it. No. Oh my gosh. We are no. so alike. I don't want <gasps> gifts. Like my husband is so funny because when he first met me, he's like, oh, all oh, women, you know, I'm sure you want jewelry and you like shopping. I'm going to take you. I'm like, I don't need all that. Uh-uh. I don't even like that. Like he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, let's go to a football game. We can hang out and we can talk and, you know, do stuff like fun stuff. You can touch, like hold my hand and we can be cute. You know, and he's like, really? <laughs> I'm so confused because I don't like gifts. You know, it's, that's, that's not really what I need. Uh, the physical touch, the quality time, the words of affirmation. Um, acts of service, I can kind of hire somebody for that. So to me, you know, <laughs> like but if you don't communicate what you need, don't expect for somebody else to know what you need. If you don't know what you need, don't expect for someone else. And then it helps you to communicate that you know, if I know, for instance, I need words of affirmation, then I'm, I'm really encouraging. I'm very affirming. I'm very positive. And so I need, I love that to come back. So I love it when he'll like send me a little note or a text and let mm-hmm. me know he's thinking about me. Um, yes. Or my mom will send me a card out of the blue for no reason. Like, it's just really, I'm like, oh, my mom loves me. You know, <laughs> it's like so sweet to me that she'll write all these really sweet words um, saying how she appreciates me. You know, I'm like, that's really sweet. You know, um, same with the physical contact. If you know, you don't know what you need, you don't know that that's your language, then it's really hard to find that, um, in another, in a relationship because you don't, you don't know, you've never gone down that path. And so you can't communicate that to anyone else. If you don't know, you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't like, you can't do it. Okay. So we kind of great glazed over the five love languages so for our listeners who are tuning in today and we are introducing them to the five love languages for the very first time do you want to kind of dive into each of the five just so everyone knows exactly what they are totally so high level because obviously there's a lot of it, you know, a little bit deeper. Uh, But the first one, like I said, mine is words of affirmation, which is like encouragement and telling someone how awesome they are and telling them that you appreciate them. And active listening is huge here. For those of us who like words of affirmation, active listening. You we know. also like to be listened to. <laughs> that part. Right? So, and not just like, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever. But more like when you actively listen, you repeat back to the person what they've said to you. So, and you re, you give it back in your own words. So if I said, you know, what you said really hurt me to actively listening, listen would be to say, I understand that, you know, what I said, even though I may not have meant it, I did meant to mean to hurt you. I did hurt you. And I, I understand that that's active listening, not, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. um, so that's words of affirmation. Physical touch is very self-explanatory, but not really, because sometimes people think that physical touch is just touching your back or touching your, for, you have to know the person's physical touch and what they like. I love, love it when my husband kisses me on the forehead. It's like my favorite thing. Um, holding hands, hugging someone, um, letting them lay on you. That's very physical touch. Um, my daughter is very huge on physical touch. She loves to be touched uh, when she was a baby. I wore both of my babies, but she was the one who just loved it. And so I'm a baby wearer. Um, (laughs) So 
Um, that's physical touch. Receiving gifts is self-explanatory too, but it's not just gifts. It's not just, oh, let me throw this thing at you. It's listening to the person and giving them what they have been saying. So um, a great example is my husband loves the Raiders and the Dodgers. And we happened to be out somewhere. I don't remember where we were going, someplace in downtown LA. And he saw this dude standing on the corner with this Dodgers blue hat, but it had a Raiders emblem on it. And he's like, oh my God, that hat is so cool. Where did he get it? I've never seen a hat like that. Oh, man, man. And so I was like, oh, let me find this hat. And it was, it was not an easy hat to find, but I found it. And I swear to you, he was so, like that was the best gift I'd ever given him, right? I've given him all this other stuff. <laughs> that was the best gift because it's a meaningful gift. It's not yes. just receiving gifts, right? Yeah, you like um, really listened to him. You yeah. made them a priority in your gift giving, not just to say I gave you something. Yeah. So um, that's um, that's uh, receiving gifts. Quality time is another one. Quality time is again sort of self-explanatory, but again, you do need to understand what that person needs as far as quality time, uninterrupted. So that means this goes down, right? The phone goes down. We have a when we we're out and about and able to go out. We can't get out here in LA. Uh, but when we were able to go out to dinner, we had a rule that um, the first person whose phone rang, this is back when we were dating, <laughs> first person whose phone rang would have to pay for dinner, right? Um, or would have to do dishes or would have to fold laundry, you know, something we didn't want to do. And so we would make sure that that phone was on silent, vibrate, turn down. First person who picked up their phone had to do something that they didn't really want to do. So that's quality time. Spending time with that person, totally engaged there with them. Right? And um, the last one is acts of service. This is not just buying a gift. This is more like, how can I help? How can I lighten your load? Um, <laughs> back when we first had our son, who's now 15. So the back probably 14, 13 years ago, because I had just had our daughter. They're two years apart. I was working full time. I was working on my master's degree. I had two babies in this house, right? I had two under two because they were two years apart. And so it was, I was so overwhelmed. There was laundry everywhere. There was dishes everywhere. The house was a mess. I had work, I had school. Everything felt like it was just so heavy for me. And so <laughs> my husband comes in and I'm sitting on the floor. One baby had thrown up because she had reflux and the other one's crying because he's two. And that's what two-year-olds do. And so uh, house is a mess, laundry's everywhere, kids crying, throw up. I'm sitting in the middle of the kitchen on the floor crying, right? Just in tears, sobbing when he comes in from work because he worked overtime. So I had been home, it was just crazy. And he's like, oh my God, babe, I'm so like, oh, let me help you, let me help you. And so he's like, I'm going to call, he went and called, there's this fluff and fold service. And so he called a fluff and fold service to come get all the laundry. Um, and they came and got all the laundry, they folded it, they hung it and they brought it back. And he's like, I'll do the dishes. I'm going to call my mom. She can take the kids. You need to be like, go, just go get a massage or do something. He's like, just leave. And so I was like, oh, like that told me he loved me. Not, oh my gosh, you know, he came and just brought me a gift. Cause like I said, gifts aren't my jam, but doing something that where you see there's this huge need you're like, I'm going to do something to lighten your load. That was my love language at that time. 
right? So those are the five love languages, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. Um, there's a really great, even on the five love languages site, you can go take the test and find out, you know, what your love language is. It's free. Um, and then they, they send you these nice little um, newsletters based on your love language, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask. So let's say someone is just learning about this for the first time. They heard you kind of give a summary of each type. Do you think that's enough to decide what your love language is? Or do you really recommend someone go on the site and take the assessment? I think you can kind of guess what your love language is. Like for me, I knew that I liked, um, I really liked words of affirmation. I know when people, I knew that. And I knew I like physical touch, um, but some people may not be sure. Maybe you're like, maybe I'm two things. Maybe I'm something else. You know, it takes like five minutes to take the little quiz. They don't require anything other than your email. So um, it's really, it's really a great little way to figure out what your love language is. And I encourage anyone who um, is in a relationship, have your partner take it um, and talk about it. There are so many, there's these conversation cards that I use when I used to teach the course um, that would bring up different conversations based on love languages so that they could talk. It's so, relationships are all about communication, honestly. All about communication. All about communication. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? Because once we find out what our love language is, we do need to communicate that to our partner. Let's say we are in a romantic relationship. We can't just find out our love language and expect <laughs> them to know exactly what to do we do need to communicate that so how would you recommend going about that I mean well, it sounds so simple it, it sounds does. like <laughs> you can just sit down and communicate with them but it's really not always that simple right because exactly. the partner might not fully understand you might have like a hard time kind of bringing it up or communicating it in a way that actually makes sense so yeah, how would you recommend someone do that? Well, like I said, communication is huge. And so obviously when it's not a good time, when emotions are high, let's just start there. When emotions are high, communication is low. That is a rule. Like if, if you're all upset, not a good time. Um, find some time when it's, when you guys are hanging out and say, Hey, I saw this, you know, I saw this really cool thing that I think might help us to communicate better, to be able to find out what the other person likes. And it's going to take us like five minutes. And it'd be, I think I know what yours is, is a really great way to um, enter the conversation. Because when you make conversations about the other person, not about you, about the other person, it helps them to feel like you really do care about them because you do. Instead of saying, hey, I want to do this thing. I think you should do it do that crap you know <laughs> no it's more like hey I think this would be good for us I think I know what yours is but I really want to find out um let's take a look let's look at it do you think you got like five minutes and then we can like do it over a glass of wine or over dinner or over whatever you know you guys do together uh <laughs> painting if you paint together uh you can talk about the the results of it um and then you know, ask them for, let's say that they have words of affirmation, because this one is kind of a sticky one for a lot of people. And I say that because 
some people, for some people, you think you're telling them enough. You think you're saying the right words. You think you're doing it. But if you haven't checked in with them and said, hey, you know, I just want to make sure that you know that you're appreciated. And I think I say it enough. You know, I think I do X, Y, and Z, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. <laughs> if you could tell me, you know, can you tell me, am I doing that right? It might feel a little awkward. Maybe you aren't really open or ready to hear no, but no, you're not. <laughs> you know, it's not enough. You know, well, then what can I do? What can I do different? What can I do to make you know that I really appreciate you? Because I really appreciate you, but apparently I'm not doing the greatest job of saying it or showing it. Um, or I really love you, but I'm giving you the wrong gifts. I think I'm giving you stuff, but it's not really stuff that you want or I'm not, something I'm missing. Help me to understand are my favorite words, some of my favorite words. Help me understand. I don't understand. Please help I me understand. I love that so much. <laughs> so great. So can we talk about maybe like troubleshooting? I'm not sure if that's the right word, but I'll give you an example. So mm -hmm. my love language is words of affirmation. That's my top one. And my boyfriend, his is gifts. So kind of like completely opposite because that's like my least, like I really don't care about that. And I think in relationships, you know, whatever our love language are is if we don't, if we're not aware of like what the other person needs or wants in order to feel loved, we're just kind of going to be using our love language to show them love. So for an example, I'll be giving my boyfriend tons of like words of affirmation, but that's not what he needs to feel loved, but it is what I need to feel loved and vice versa. He'll buy me gifts because that's what allows him to feel loved, but not me. So do you find that comes up a lot with couples and how do you have them kind of navigate that even if they've maybe already talked about the love languages, they're kind of already aware, but kind of need to get back into that awareness of like, okay, even though this is my love language, this isn't really how my partner feels loved. So a lot of times in any relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic, we project, you know, what I think or what makes me feel good, I'm going to do to you. What makes me feel bad, I'm going to do to you. Um, and so it's, it's super important that if you are different in love languages to say to that person, I really want to, I'm working on, you know, making sure that I am talking to you and communicating to you in your love language and I want to make it right. And so since I'm new to this, treat me like a new, I'm completely new. You know, I want to, can you give me three gift ideas? Um, three things I really, maybe if they don't want things, maybe they want to do experiences, maybe because my husband has so much stuff that we've moved on to, um, experiences. And so I'm like, where would you go? And this, you can do it like super nonchalantly. You can do it during a date night. You can say, you know, if you could have any three things in the world that, you know, cost under a hundred dollars, whatever your budget is, um, <laughs> what would those three things be? You know, if, if you um, 
could, what's the best gift that I could give you? What are some, uh, if you had the ultimate birthday, what would it be? So my husband's huge on access service and, or not on access service on receiving gifts. Um, and so I found this out quite the, and I'm not like, kind of like you and I are the same. I'm yeah. Not, I, 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 that's why I'm like, so curious about your human design and Enneagram type. <laughs> because <laughs> Probably the it would make so much sense. <laughs> With his birthday one year, I screwed up, right? I was just like, eh, I don't care about gifts. I'll just have some family. You know, he doesn't, it's okay. He doesn't need anything very big. Eh. It was the biggest fight. Like, he's like, you ruined my birthday. It was terrible. Nobody did. And I was like, what? I mean, we had friends over. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> right? So I was so confused. And later on is when I found out about the, the love languages. And I was like, oh, I did screw that birthday up. And I, I apologize. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Um, moving forward, I really want to get you. You know what saved it too? Amazon lists. Um, I told him, I'm like, throughout the year, if you see something or hear something, if I've missed it, you know, create an Amazon list, go on Amazon and say, these are some things that are really cool that I like. Um, and I try to be really cognizant when he's out or when he's with me or he mentions something. So right now I'm working on a book for him. He loves to cook and he has like this stack of handwritten recipes. Um, and so what I've been doing over the last six months is typing them up and putting them, I'm going to put them in a book for him for, for Christmas. And he's going to, so it's something like that. Like, I know he'll love that gift. It's something that he's like, oh my God, I'm going to love this thing. Um, so knowing what he likes, um, and getting him gifts based on that, um, romantic gifts are always a hit, <laughs> you know, like, look, I bought this for you. It's like, I'm supposed to wear that. No, I'm going to put it on, you know, um, guys tend to like physical touch too. So uh, massage gifts are always great, especially, you know, when I, I try to think of things that they like, what are things that they love to do? What brings them joy? What can relax them? Um, what can relieve some stress for them? I know it's access, sort of ties into acts of service, but gifts can sometimes be acts of service, especially if it's something that would take something off of their plate. Um, and just listening, just really listening. And, and my husband's the kind who doesn't talk a lot about what he wants. Like he just doesn't. And so I have to like dig to find out what he wants. <laughs> so I'm so happy that we chatted about the five love languages because honestly, I've been wanting to talk about them for years. So this was just perfect timing. But before we wrap up today's conversation, I want to make sure we talk about your other business and something you offer called Sip Herbals because I'm really excited to get my hands on this coffee substitute. I have maybe drank like a total of five coffees in my life. Maybe. <laughs> they just, coffee, I swear I'm like allergic to it. So a lot of people react to coffee. Um, I don't, my body I've never been a good reactor to coffee. I, my body just doesn't like it. 
It makes me sick. I don't feel all that Same. great. I literally like, feel like I'm coming down with the flu when I have I, it. I don't feel good, right? But then I want it to be cool, right? Everybody goes to Starbucks. So why can't I have, you know, Americana? Why can't I drink this? And my body was like, I have told you a hundred times, you cannot have this, listen. Um, and so <laughs> I also have an immune issue. Um, a lot of people have um, that have immune problems cannot tolerate coffee at all because it bothers, it may make it flare or whatever. They just can't tolerate it. So um, my business partner, Kelly and I were like, you know what I, and I do, I've drink this. Uh, I was just telling you, I finished up my cup of uh, herbal. It's an herbal coffee substitute. And so she's like, we should really like put that on the market because it's really good. And I was like, really? Yeah, we probably should. So we started sending out samples and we were like, Hey, what do you think? And they're like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm like, yeah, it is good. And so we launched our Kickstarter um, about a week ago, a little bit over a week ago. And we were like, yeah, let's see if we can, you know, if people like it, they'll back it. If they don't like it, maybe we shouldn't bring it to market. Just pretty simple. Um, so as of yesterday, uh, we were 125% funded and we still have two weeks to go. So yay. Congrats, sweetheart. Um, it will be on the market. It is, a, it's all organic. We wanted to make an accessible organic product. You know, sometimes people who are struggling just don't, they, it sucks that you're struggling to get something good in your body and it costs an arm and a leg to do it. You know, it's like, no, that's stupid. You know, so we wanted to make it accessible. The way to do that is to buy in bulk. And the way to buy, to do that is, is why we sort of hit, launched our Kickstarter. We could have done it without it, but it would have made it like the price would have just been to me, not accessible to everybody. So it comes down to less than a dollar a serving, like completely less than a dollar a serving for an all organic product that's made of three natural ingredients. It has organic roasted chicory, organic roasted dandelion root, and organic roasted carob. Um, and those things are great for your liver. They're great for lots of things. Your gut, um, your gut bacteria likes chicory. So that's also good. Um, and it doesn't give you the jitters. It doesn't make you feel like crap after you drink it. <laughs> you just feel good. It's rich and full-bodied and I love it. Um, the people that we've sent it to love it. And we'll have it in people's hands by Christmas. I'm so, so excited. Super excited. Yay. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's why we made it is because we have autoimmune issues. Uh, couldn't take coffee. Well, Kelly doesn't have autoimmune. I do. But Kelly can't drink coffee because it gives her um, anxiety. Uh, and so can't do that. And we made sip. And so... It will be in hands everywhere. So excited for you. So we'll have that linked up in the show notes so everyone can grab themselves their own little Christmas gift. Yay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And and we'll, we are actually finishing up um, a little ebook to give to people as well to make their own like little fancy coffee blends Amazing. and drinks, you know, because sometimes you want a PSL or you want a latte and you've had it before, but it didn't have good effects. Um, so, but you like the taste. And so we wanted to give people 10, we even have like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there's this whipped coffee. It's all fluffy. I can't drink coffee, but I was like, man, that would be so cool to do with sip. And so I created, since we have so many years in the food industry, um, I created a recipe for whipped 
coffee using sip instead of coffee. And it's just this beautiful drink. I was like, oh my God, I love it. And so, um, yeah, it's, you can have, it's all in this ebook that, that we will, we're given folks to. So incredible. I'm so excited. I can't wait to try my very own, like whipped coffee. So yeah, you're excited. gonna love it. You're gonna I love will it. love it. Awesome. Well thank <laughs> you so much, sweetheart. Honestly, it's been so much fun chatting with you about the five love languages and I'm so excited about your coffee substitute. I know the girls listening to the show are also gonna be really excited. We all love that sort of thing. So I do have one more question for you before we sign off today. And that is what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? So for me to be unbreakable is to have that self-love, to have that self-acceptance, to have stamped myself with the stamp of approval. Um, And then nobody, no one can take that away from you. No one can break that. No one can steal that. You can hand it away. I've seen people give it away, give that power all over the place. They're like, hey, make it rain power. But if you have that and you refuse to give that up for anyone, then you are unbreakable. You're my kind of girl. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Where can people find you on social media? People can find me uh, via at uh, Orletha, which is, you know, I Orletha. love that. It's just your name. That's <laughs> amazing. Orletha. So um, lucky. I could so never easy. just do like at Meg. Never. Uh, no, 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 that's okay. I mean, my, my kid, my son's name is Chris. There's no okay. way. Um, so, so don't feel bad. Uh, but yeah, I'm at Orletha, uh, pretty much everywhere. So if you, if you are, uh, on the book of faces, which I don't know if anyone is, but if you are, I'm Orletha there. I'm on LinkedIn as Orletha. I'm on Instagram as Orletha. Awesome. We will. (laughs) I always love getting our listeners to take a screenshot if they're listening to this episode and then they can post it to their stories and tag us. So that's perfect. Yeah, totally. I would love to see it. Love to see it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, sweetheart. This is great. And I bet all of us will be sipping on the herbal coffee throughout the Christmas holidays. Yeah, totally. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me. Uh